Well, welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads98.com. Um, my name is Steve Hollis. It's good to be with you today in this in the midst of the quarantine. We are uh, day. Yeah, yeah. We are day whatever it is. I don't even know now. And and you might be wondering uh, where we're at today. We're making uh, the only two houses that we really can go to because of family uh, is uh, Eddie and Diane's house, and then our our house. And of course, we uh, go into the office every once in a while. But we are approximately six feet away from each other right now, so that's that's good. We're we're keeping it uh, keeping it very careful, and and we hope that. Each of you guys are, are doing really well. Um, you know, this whole thing is important as we really do come together uh, for the one purpose of really helping that curve to start flatten out. And and um, uh, we had had some ideas for, for Easter that we were coming up and we were looking at. And um, it was about ready to move forward. It wasn't that we were going to be getting together at the church or anything of that nature. Um, and it was a lot of safety protocols in it, but even in the midst of all of that, uh, we all decided, leadership and staff decided after we prayed that it's just so much better to make sure that we're responsible. Amen. And uh, so we hope that you're keeping it responsible and, and hoping that your family as well. And we truly um, are so thankful for our Crossroads family, aren't we, Eddie? Amen. Yeah. Amen, I miss them. Yeah, we do miss you, and uh, we we hope that um, each of you are are maybe um, finding a few individuals and families that you can connect with over the phone. And in fact, we talked a little bit about that. Diane mentioned that yeah. to you. I we talked about it today as well, and and that is uh, we want to be purposeful not only as staff, but we want to help bring it to you that you would understand that maybe taking two to three people maybe even even if it's a couple people even if it's one person per day that you pick as you as you let the holy spirit lead you to touch base with to call up or to text keep that community going and and to um get on the phone and chit chat with them for a good good old five minutes and genuine conversation and uh, will really help us continue to stay connected as, as a family, as Crossroads family and then beyond, of course, um, in the community as well. Uh, I called one of my pickle, pickleball brothers this morning and asked how he was doing and their family and had a good chat with them. So it's, uh, it's a matter of keeping our connections going and, and, uh, so good. Well, I tell you, as we step into this podcast, uh, Eddie, you've got a few things that you want to mention as kind of an announcement uh, that we want to get out to to the people before even this weekend. Well, I, <clears throat> I was thinking this morning, I I love the smell of hand sanitizer in the morning. You know, so, <laughs> man, oh man, I'm not used to it. My hands are always dried out, it seems like now, but uh, reminds me of Haiti every time I smell that because we used a lot of it down there. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, uh, Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday, Palm Sunday, uh, we will be having communion at the end of the message. So um, I had mentioned that. I really, I studied, you know, this is something unusual. I, I've never did communion via internet before. Mm-hmm. So it, 
I, I read a lot of different theologians a lot smarter than me in different places that uh, any kind of bread will work, crackers would work, it's the fact it's the symbolism and you know if you don't have if you don't have any grape juice uh, any kind of juice would work really any kind of liquid I it's the symbolism behind it that not that it does actually become the body and the blood of the Christ which our Catholic brothers and sisters believe and that's okay to believe that but I, it's it's the symbolism behind it so uh, if you before you watch the service uh, Sunday uh, you might get actually this is uh, I'm not trying to be funny but uh, I used a hot dog bun this morning or whenever we taped it to to do that uh, and and a little juice but that's that's the point behind it so and even though we're separated and we're in our separate homes we can take communion together because it's the significance uh, that it means for us so man I know you know last Sunday I started out with these words that that it was really on my mind and my heart that we have American as American people have always been and will continue to be resilient uh, it seems like we always bounce back from whatever crisis we're faced with and we that are older have been through more than some of these younger folks we've come through wars and conflicts and diseases natural disasters one right after the other and we seem to come through the calamity with flying colors even stronger and more united maybe than we were before and then we add Christ to that mix in our lives and we become invincible regardless of what happens to us we echo the words of the moral words of apostle paul philippians 4:13 i can do all things through christ which gives me strength the strength the guidance the purpose the wherewithal to be victorious in christ no matter what so we face life today it's a whole different world out there we're confronted with this virus that and it's altered our way of life in in many many different ways the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is filled with such stories. Esther and Mordecai and all the Jewish people were not facing a virus. They were facing pure evil up, up front and personal. Uh, Satan was speaking through a villain named Haman who was planning uh, the complete annihilation of the Jewish race. Uh, as um, Stacy said in that book by Max Licato about Esther, he called him a raging Nazi. And that's mm. pretty much what, what yep. he was. Yep. He wasn't just going to take care of Esther and Mordecai. He was going to wipe the whole race out. He was going to start in Susa in the palace and in that community, and he was going to move through 127 provinces and kill them all, actually, thus destroying the lineage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Of course, God intervened as uh, our drama continues in Esther. That's where we're at, and mm-hmm. God will intervene in our lives and in this whole situation as well. Yeah. yeah. You, know, he, you come into the kingdom, he doesn't promise you a party or a parade or whatever, he promises you life and and whatever life throws at us we'll be together mm-hmm. in that with Christ at right. home so right well let's let's pray over this podcast and over uh, the people listening and uh, let's do that right now well, heavenly father i we find ourselves just in awe mm-hmm. of who you yes, are God. We find ourselves coming to you possibly more than what we've done in the past in some of our homes and, and exactly. as a family. And, and I pray as we talked about this last week that it centers ourselves and brings us back to you as the main thing. Yes, Lord. So Lord, not just in time of crisis, but in times like this that will draw us back 
to always seek your face, yes, to God. always put you forward, to always surrender and to be obedient. Father, I pray that, that we would find ourselves humbling ourselves before you now. And as we pray, Father, please protect us and heal our land. Lord, I pray that you'd be with yes, Indiana God. and I pray that you'd be with Sullivan and I pray that you'd be with our county and I pray that you'd be with the states that are surrounding us and Michigan and in Illinois and Ohio and down in Tennessee and Kentucky and Lord, and then as it sp- spreads the, 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 the states that are, that are beyond us, Lord, that, that as we think about them and spreading east and west, north and south, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, that your hand would be upon them and that you would truly heal our land, not just of this coronavirus, but of the sin that has infiltrated these cities and the states and the people that should be turning their hearts to you. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would, that you would have mercy upon us and that you would turn this thing around for your glory and that may we give you the praise not man yes you give men wisdom and direction and guidance and that's we do pray for that too in our medical field and our scientists and all of that but lord it ultimately comes back to you we give you the praise and the glory we give you the honor and we submit and surrender that to you lord we humbly bring this before you and we say thank you thank you for being the God you always have said that you're going to be. You're forever faithful, forever love us, and we give you praise. So Lord, we do ask that you be with our podcast today. May it glorify you in everything that we say and do. And we just pray these things over this podcast and over the people that are listening now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, well yeah, let's get into it. What it takes to be queen. Um I always say this tongue-in-cheek, and maybe with a little humor, maybe I shouldn't, but it's the the whole point of us men getting to the point where we understand women. And uh, that clip from Michael Jr., he's so sick and funny. (laughs) He didn't get it. He was just afraid, and he thought something was chasing him, too. Isn't that that great? He didn't get it. One man has noted women have more strength in their looks than we have in our laws and more power by their tears than we have by our arguments. Another was, has marveled. Women are the poetry of the world in the same sense as the stars of the poetry of heaven. Clear, light-giving, harmonious, they are the terrestrial planets that rule the destinies of mankind. You know, I always say that, what Josh said. He said, without a good woman, most men are self-destruct. And that, that's, uh, there's a lot of truth in that. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You know, you, you talk about um, the strength of women. Uh, we, the male sex, seems to be the stronger, but uh, in a lot of different ways we balance each other out. That's why I think a, a marriage is uh, 100% given 100% to each other, you know. And that's, I, I wanted to, to bring that up, and, and I talked about some God-given strengths found in women, and, and what a gift that... Uh, that God has, has given us, uh, a gift to treasure, actually. As Victor Hugo, the famous French novelist, wrote, men have sight, women insight. And here are some God-given strengths found in women. One's intuition, uh, that sixth sense. Uh, and boy, they have it. And, and, oh, and I remarked that they have the ability to know what their husband's up to before we, they, <laughs> we ever tell them, actually. 
Two's endurance. Uh, they seem to handle pain better than men. I, you know, if, if it was up to men, we wouldn't have a lot of babies around. I don't know if we have any kids or not, but nonetheless. Third was responsiveness, and fourth was vulnerability. Um, it's women have that vulnerability that sometimes we don't have. I, I don't think our male ego lets us do that. Book of Proverbs describes several other traits that are true of, the, of a godly woman. A gracious woman attains honor, 11.16. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, 12.4. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, 18.22. And then 19.14, house and wealth are inheritance from the fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And then I mentioned, as we think about history and some of the strong, powerful women in history, I, you know, we saw that clip from Joan of Arc, you know, there's Knight, um, Florence Nightingale, Madame Curie, um, and even, you know, and in the scripture, Jochebed, the mother of Moses, Hannah, the mother of Samuel, Rahab, who hid the spies, Deborah, who was led Israel, Mary, the mother of Christ, and then the heroine of her story, which is Esther. There's two books in the Bible that bear women's names. It's Ruth and Esther. Though the account of Esther is only a few pages, her life speaks volumes to us. And then I got it back into the story where it was in the palace and and um, they were getting ready for this uh, queen contest, actually, is what happened. And it's an amazing drama. You know, a lot of times we get hooked on different shows that a drama plays out, and this is a huge one here. This had... You know, this would make a great uh, miniseries, if you will, about yeah. how God took this Jewish uh, woman, uh, got her married to a Gentile, which was against their law. And I told that story about that girl I'd met that time. It's just an amazing thing. And she just cried because she married a Gentile in that Orthodox Jewish family. They had, they had a ceremony. They had her funeral. Man. So her brothers and sisters and her parents are grand. She never got to saw them or talk to them again. That's but it's just crazy. an amazing thing. It is, yeah. but it, and that's and that was the code of conduct that was handed down from from the Jewish laws, and it was still in some places still uh, in effect. But Esther was uh, an orphan. Uh, she was a Jew. The least among uh, all the other is in the harem, I'm sure, in their kingdom, but. Uh, she she had six attractive qualities that stand out. The first one is a grace-filled charm and elegance. And then the second one is an unusual restraint and control. She she kept her cool and all of that and didn't tell anybody yeah. who she was or whatever. She remained to herself. And yeah. because of, I think, her reluctance to push herself in the spotlight, the, 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 the guy that was over the head or... Was was helping pick the, uh, the the next person to send in to the king, so she would become Queen Haggai. She really caught his his eye. She was probably the most timid, maybe in the whole harem. The third characteristic is a continually teachable spirit. She listened to Mordecai. She listened to people that were trying to help her, and it seems sometimes that uh, people that uh, that have a lot of beauty or are more popular or whatever, they have a tendency to be a little more arrogant. Mm. They don't listen because they think they're at the top and they don't really need to listen to anybody's advice. But God had given her that ability. That fourth quality was an unselfish modesty and authenticity. She was real. It, it, I think sometimes today it's hard to find real people. But they're, they're out there. God 
God has chosen people and, and that's what he wants us to be real. That's, that's our calling card in a sense, the way we love and, and, and people know we're real, we're not phony. I thought that was interesting that she could have went uh, or she could pick any dress she wanted or cosmetics. It, I mentioned the, the whole analogy like going into Bloomingdale's or Versace's and picking a dress off the, and all the cosmetics and whatever, but she held back. She, she, I suppose that Haggai probably chose the things that he wanted her to wear. That fifth quality is innocent charm, regardless of her surroundings. She wasn't extravagant. Sixth quality is a humble respect for authority. You know, it says, and the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet, for all the princes and his servants. He also made a holiday for the provinces and gave gifts according to the king's bounty. This is 18 through 20. And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not yet made known her kindred of her people, even as Mordecai had commanded her, for Esther did what Mordecai told her, as she had done when under his care. And we think about it, this was her opportunity to really um, show off her power and authority because she was the queen. He picked her and placed her over Vashti, kicked Vashti out and brought Esther in and made her queen. And, mm -hmm. But she didn't, she had all this power, but she didn't exercise it actually. You know, and the, really when we, we get into, especially the Old Testament, and we try to make application, which is there, you have to dig and, and finally, you know, come up with the application for us as well. It seems it's just for women, but it, it wasn't. It was for men. It, as far as the main theme that draw out of, of this book and this chapter was the cultivation of character. It's it's not so much what's on the outside. It's it's what's on the inside. Right. And that's, that's, that's where that... You know, first, we ask God to cultivate within us a discontent for the superficial and at the same time a, a, a great desire for the spiritual. That, that's what we seek after in life. You know, we got all this other fluff around us and on the outside, but what really is, is our character in Christ, what's on the inside? Um, the first one is to ask God to cultivate that and then second, to trust God to control the circumstances. And that's what Esther did. She... She preserved the beauty of her inner self and she didn't, didn't let the pomp and circumstances around her to really change her and that's the way it is in life with yeah. us, especially today. Everything has changed so much. You, no, life, life is not normal for us. This whole uh, virus has, has changed almost every segment of culture and society. Mm -hmm. It's almost, and, and we make light of this, but it, it is almost like being under house arrest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just don't have the bracelet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and one of the things that's very interesting as you were bringing these things up, um, um, in presenting them for men and women, I think one of the biggest things that we need to really be careful with is how we do interact during this time. We've mentioned this before, but how we interact specifically on social media, through texting, even. None of that has emotions. I mean, yeah, you can use those little, you know, face uh, emojicons yeah. and, you know, emojis and stuff um, that try to help. But isn't it interesting how people get sideways on on putting in emotions that maybe were not meant to be there in the first place, right? So as you continue to to go out, may your 
may you center yourself before you respond, right? So in any way, you know, humbling yourself and, and making sure that, that the words of your mouth are clearly grounded before saying anything via text. I mean, really take the account of understanding. Because right now, we, we could get, I use the word sideways, quite well, quick. Yeah, with exactly. being inside all the time. Exactly and not, right. And I think we feel to realize on, we get on a rant. How many people see that? Mm-hmm. That's your witness. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Testimony. your witness. Regardless of right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever you say, that is your witness. And, yep. and that witness is just as important as it is talking because we're not with people now. That's right. You know? And that's, man. Uh, and you know, it, it brings up the very fact of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I know that you're going to speak a little bit about that coming up um, in Palm Sunday, this coming Sunday. But it, how are we allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives mm-hmm. to bring forth fruit? Not rotten fruit, right. by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, right. but, but purity and... Uh, it's just so vital, and so these these things are very good attributes, not only for uh, women that are hearing this, and men, I hope that you have not signed off on that message that said, how to be a queen. Well, I'm not going to be a queen. I never will be, blah, blah, blah. No, these, these attributes are very important for us to pay attention to. Well, besides that, you know, like I said, we all, we all have a queen. <laughs> In our life, maybe more than one queen, but nonetheless, it, it, it it's how we treat them. And I tell you, this this quarantine, or for a lot of people, is really going to be a test of their relationships. Yeah, it's going to be a huge test because we're together a lot more. There's not another. There's not a lot of outlets when you're home, stuck at home with people, and it's really going to. I, I hope that it it makes our uh, relationships stronger is what I really hope for. Yeah, and, and it does take, uh, it takes a lot of love and respect. Um, I, I will have to tell on myself. Um, just this morning, I had to apologize to Stacy and ask for her forgiveness um, because in the last week, as my mind was juggling different thoughts of not only how to try to make sure that we were going the way we need to with technology and learning all of that kind of in the way that it needs to go and then thinking forward to Easter and and then uh, thinking about what my family needs here at home and then about the church what you know I mean I know that we have a staff it's not just me thinking about it but I'm a part of the staff and so thinking about it so I'm juggling different balls up there right so Stace is here and she's working on different things inside the house and she's asking me questions and and I, I need to be present but but I find myself distant and then trying to juggle those balls and and I um, she, she was rearranging I'll just I'll tell you what she was doing she was rearranging the bedroom well she's rearranged quite a few rooms uh, but that's just Stace and she's thinking about redecorating on a few things and re, you know manipulating some of the furniture and and so I, I came into the room, and um, the creative side took over what I felt needed to happen. And so 
I looked on a wall where she had put up a couple of pictures and and I thought, oh, well, I, she's asked me enough questions. I'm, I'm sure that she's going to ask me about this. I'll just kind of help. And I, I manipulated a couple pictures and, and didn't even ask her. And went in there and, and uh, the pictures that Elijah did in college and they're really cool and, and we're kind of going to a, I guess what you'd call a bohemian style in our bedroom and so uh, whatever that means. But here we here where I'm looking up there and I changed some of these pictures and I, I, I put these other couple pictures over to the side and and it wasn't until later that evening I sensed that she was there was something wrong and uh, I asked her and she she said you didn't even you didn't even ask me and she began to tell me about some of the things that I had gone ahead and done without her mm-hmm. you know and and didn't even recognize didn't wasn't saying more more things like oh honey this looks really nice and and um, you know what are you looking for here and the different and she told me I was looking to work with some different textures and the different stuff and and so I began to realize and that this wasn't the only incident um, because I I was I was checking out other things uh, in my day to day work life and then trying to um, mention things to her working things out to and I just wasn't doing a very good job and normally it it's pretty natural I'm I see what she's done I thank her for it and I I think about struck out three times and and this morning um Holy Spirit was poking me pretty good and said you need to humble yourself before your wife and ask for forgiveness and so I did and I'm I'm just telling you that uh, today, Pastor, not to confess to you, but to to testify to the others that that are out there. I know it's it's tough. It's interesting how how life can be right now. Well, and I I think about this that with all those children at our home, at home with and now parents can really appreciate teachers. <laughs> what yes. they go through every day. Absolutely. With yes, trying they do. to teach their children. Absolutely. Give them some wisdom. But uh, Yeah, we've got one college student home, and he's back at it right now. That's Josiah. And then Judah goes back in online uh, schooling this next week as they've extended their spring break for this week. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, it, is, it is interesting and difficult. So next Sunday, uh, uh, Palm Sunday, um, like I said, if you, you get some elements ready for communion, because we'll be having it at the end of that message. But, you know, it's... It's, to me, you know, as we think about the tragedy that Jesus comes into town on a, on a, on a donkey and the crowds are just going wild for him. And then you fast forward later that week and they're shifting from praises to killing. Accusations. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, I think the, the analogy is for many of us, and we all understand it, how when... You know, when Jesus made that triumphal entry into our hearts, when we accepted him, uh, if we don't keep that relationship up, it'll go south. Yeah. And I, I tell you, there's been way too many that switch crowds. That We started with the praising and we ended up with uh, those at the end shouting for Barabbas. Huh. You know, it, but it is, it's a, it's a constant, you know, and then like you said about the fruit of the Spirit, if we're in Christ, that will come out of our lives. And if that's not coming out, coming out of our lives, there's we have a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. 
So that's, you know, I, and then, you know, we look forward past that, but then you look about that agonizing week that Christ went through as we, we read and we study about the Passion Week and what all he went through. And then, you know, on Friday, the death, and then Sunday, the resurrection. So Yes. Well, I, I, so much to look forward to in the very sense of this journey because we know the outcome, but we need to pay attention. And we're going to mention something uh, about that, uh, paying attention towards Friday. We're going to mention something that after you pray, Pastor, but would you do that right now sure. pray over us? Lord, we love you and, uh, again. Uh, we thank you for the relationships that we have in our lives with our wives and our moms and our sisters. And uh, we just pray, God, as we think about what it takes to be queen, that uh, we, we might might treat the women in our life the way they should be treated. Uh, and, uh, and Lord, we, we think about what's going on in our lives right now. We, a lot of different stresses and drains upon us and i just pray lord in all of that that we hang on to you that we look to you for guidance and direction mm. and we do pray for a cure lord that uh, they might come up with a vaccine we just we just hate to see all these people dying lord but uh, nonetheless it's happening around us and we need to be closer and closer to you uh, in our own lives as well as we lift up others and pray for doctors and nurses and all the people in the health care and uh, for police officers and firemen and people that's dealing with the public on an everyday basis, Lord, we lift them up and just pray that, yes. that you'd be with them as well. And be with us, as uh, Steve, and we have talked about, Lord, that we can uh, pray for each other and reach out to one another and encourage one another and hold each other up. We love you, God. We give you good praise and glory. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Well, what I wanted to mention to you folks is uh, next Friday, which would be Good Friday, uh, Eddie and I are going to go ahead and do a live stream that day. Um, we have not made the decision on what that time is going to be yet, but we'll let you know. We'll also uh, get that out on Calling Post and on our website and on Facebook, and we will, uh, we will make sure that you know. And we will also have a podcast um, that's in between that as well, and we will clarify that time frame through that podcast as well. But we want to do a, uh, a, a devotional and some acoustic worship, and it'll be Eddie and I to do that, and uh, we're looking forward to that. But what a, a, a wonderful time to make sure that we come before and humble ourselves before that understanding that this is what Christ did Amen. for us, for our sins, sacrificed. So... Thanks for being with us, and uh, we are so glad that, that you've, you've clicked on and, and started listening. Um, God always has a way to uh, center these podcasts for Him, to glorify Him, and that's absolutely always what we want to do. So God bless you, and um, is there anything else that we need to kind of mention? No, it's just every time I see yellow, I think of my brother Rich. I just want him to know that. So Every time you see yellow? Yeah. Oh, Rich, I tell you. You know, and, and let's let's go ahead and bring out Doc. I know that we prayed for our, our medical team, but my yeah. goodness. Doc Ellis and their and their team at Sullivan County Hospital. Well, and then, uh, my goodness, got, how many other nurses? Oh, my Angel goodness. I mean, goes, and, and oh, yeah. Sarah. And I mean, we're going to forget Katie people, but and, I mean, down the line. There, we have a lot of medical people. Administrators involved, in the yeah. hospital. People that are, that are continuing on. We've got... Um, I, I, 
scattered from from uh, emergency care workers, oh, yeah. you know, EMS and and uh, uh, to right in the thick of it, the ER group, and I mean, I mean, there's just so many. And I then we have a lot of nursing care, and, right? The, yeah, I, uh, um, I'm trying to, I'm blank right now, but I'm trying to think of. I bet there's at least six or eight nurses in our church. At least, uh, at least. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And, I can and, see their faces, but uh, I yeah. can't. I'm not coming up. So we just want to say thank you. Yeah, very um, much. Just amazing work that you're doing out there. Keep it up. We're praying for you, um, and um, we know we know that that is essential and vital. And you guys are just busting it out there. So thank you so much. Well, uh, we do want to wrap it up here today. But thanks so much again for being with us. And uh, until next week, we'll we'll. Uh, grant or we'll uh, hope the best wishes for you. Yeah. Happy trails. Happy trails. <laughs> Happy trails. Yeah, there you go. You'll be okay. I will right, we'll see you. Bye bye.